Force of Nature by Sky Warren and Amelia Wilde. Carter Morelli survived a dark childhood and a dangerous mission, but when he emergency lands a small aircraft on the ocean, he faces something worse, having someone depend on him. He has to keep innocent June Porter safe on the deserted island, except they aren't alone here. A man hides among the broad leaves. He's almost feral. There are secrets in his cabin. Desire, too. Carter doesn't want to care about beautiful June. He doesn't want to care about the mysterious and sensual man who's almost part of the wilderness. Scorching chemistry draws all three of them deeper. They're already survived a plane crash, but will they survive the fall? Welcome to the Midnight Dynasty. The warring Morelli and Constantine families have enough bad blood to fill an ocean, and their brand new stories will be told by your favorite dangerous romance authors. That's Force of Nature by Sky Warren and Amelia Wilde. You can grab it now. It's live September 6th. Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, lady listeners. Welcome back to the second installment of Yes, Daddy by Natalie Knight. We are so excited to play the second half of this. I can't wait, but we are going to because we're going to catch up a little bit first. So I had asked on last week's, I had asked the question, well, in last week's episode, if you had any advice on how to talk with your kids about pornography and what is considered like acceptable, normal and healthy and stuff. And I actually had somebody that emailed and this lady listener didn't say anything in the email. She just sent the link to another podcast. So I have not listened to it yet, but the, it's by Jamila hit I'm sorry. I think it's Jamelia Jamil. I don't know how to, I'm, I don't want to pronounce that wrong. I'm so sorry, fam. The first name is J-A-M-E-E-L-A and the last name is J-A-M-I-L. But it, the podcast is called I Weigh and it's like she weighs in on stuff, like stuff that they're discussing. And so in this episode, it's entitled, it's episode 109. It's entitled Porn and Social Sex with Cindy Gallup. CEO of Make Love, Not Porn, Cindy Gallup, joins Jamila to discuss loving the single life how she discovered a gap in the porn market, why social sex is the answer to the porn industry's problems, the importance of sex education at every age, love is a kink, the patriarchal-fueled obstacles she faces, faces building her company, and more. So I found that really interesting that they discussed it with this woman who created this thing that says, you know, the, the CEO of make love, not porn. And so that she's on this podcast and that's what they're discussing. So the lady listener that sent it to me, thank you so much. I'm definitely going to listen to it and check it out. She sent me the link and everything. She was just like, (laughs) boom. So I'm going to listen to it because I, I I mean, if anybody has any other suggestions on it, like on how to discuss this with your kids. It's weird because I actually asked my husband, I was talking to my husband about it. Yeah. Me and my daughter, I've been very active with being very open about sex with her and talking mm-hmm. about it. And I was like, there really is no, you know, how they give you those books for this is how my body works. Why yeah. isn't there one like that for sex? Yeah. For when yeah. you start. And he said, because America is still too hush hush about sex. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. That's why they haven't done it yet. I was like, mm-hmm. that's like, I feel like there's 
a gap, like this person said, there's a gap in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I don't, am I crazy to think that when my husband talks to my son about sex and consent, mm-hmm. that there should somewhat be a conversation of you need to, this is how a woman's body works. Yeah. This is yeah. what you can mm-hmm. do. This is how, because a lot of men don't even know the, what the layout of a vagina. And where yeah. That's what we're talking about. Like this door. guy was talking about her having a tampon in and peeing. Yeah. He's like, how can you pee? You have a tampon in. <laughs> and that that should just be a conversation that's had too within it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I think any person should be able to please their partner if they expect that from their partner. Yeah. Like, sex is healthy. Masturbation is healthy. Like, all these things are great. You should know how your partner's body works, too. You know, especially if it's a person of the opposite sex, you know. And a lot of times, you know, people who masturbate and stuff, they still, that's all that they know is what gets them off. You know, that doesn't even talk about, okay, what are erogenous zones? What are other ways that you can have sex? You know, I talked to one of my close friends, you know, she's a lesbian and we were having a conversation one day. Um, I actually, this is another product endorsement, but thanks underwear that um, like you can wear for your period panties and all that kind of thing. They're amazing. They also send, send out like monthly newsletters. And I may have talked about this before, but they sent out a sex education for, for, um, for people who are in the LGBTQ plus community, because they said oftentimes it's like 90% of people who identify as, you know, LGBTQ plus that they don't have education on how to have same sex, safe sex. Okay. So I was like, well, that was really interesting to me. And I remember talking to a good friend of mine who's lesbian and I said, did you ever have that safe sex talk about same sex? And she was like, no, I just, had sex with a woman and I was like did you have any concept of like you can still get you know STIs or whatever and she was like no I didn't I didn't really think about it because I wasn't having sex with a boy you know so it was like there is part of her education was missing in that because that's again you know it is so hush hush even like the normal conversation about having sex is hush hush imagine having that conversation about same sex you're not going to get that kind of education in schools you know like about same sex so i think that's also a really important conversation to have with your kids too even if they're not gay how do you know that they won't experience this you know or they won't won't experiment you know like, no, okay, 100%. Well, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> so it's like, okay, how do I, I don't know, I'm not gay, unless maybe I have those feelings and I want to try it out, you know? That's why I told Isabel about our birth control, because she was thinking about getting it out. I was like, you're going to go to college. You may have yeah. a friend. You're like, let's try this out. Yeah, exactly. You I mean, never know. I'm not a lesbian, but I've had mm-hmm. sex with a woman. I don't even identify as bisexual. Yeah. But these things, you, you had that experience. Yeah. You're like, let's try this out exactly yeah i'm not polyamorous but i like a good (laughs) three-way but you know like it's but yeah that's so that conversation like again it's just something to be open and honest about and it's just in this new digital world that we're in now you know i mean i'm you know i i see myself as gen x so i'm a late gen xer but still so you know i 
grew up learning about technology and now kids are just handed technology. So it's, you know, in this world where everything is literally at their yeah, fingertips. They're going to get it, scarred like us millennials mm -hmm. with two girls, one cup. <laughs> I forgot about that. That uh, shocked the fuck out of us millennials. It's yep. a reality check. Yep. <laughs> oh God. I don't even want to talk about some of the shit that fucked me up like that. But yeah. Do not so, Google that if you're not. Do not Google if you're not familiar. But yeah, so I think, again, it's just really important to have those conversations about, you know, with the people in your life that are even like my niece and I talked about this, you know, when we were at the beach, like, I, I think it's important to, to be that person in somebody's life that can have yeah. that conversation. I think that's a great thing that you just said there. Yeah. To tell your niece that, Hey, you can talk to me. Cause I've done the mm -hmm. same thing with my daughter. I've told mm -hmm. her, I'm like, you can, I have a friend. I'm like, you can go and talk to her about anything you want. And she's anything. not going to tell me, me mm -hmm. and her have that understanding yep. that if you want to talk to her about something you feel uncomfortable talking to me about, mm -hmm. you can go to her. She's not going to tell me shit. Yeah. And I even had that with the friend, the discussion mm -hmm. all in the same room. And we're like, okay. Yeah. So that there's safe. There's net. always that safety net. Yeah. And I think that's so important. So, yeah, I just, I got that email and I thought that was something I really wanted to share. So, and I got another email too. And I said that I would mention it. I know on last week's podcast with, or the week before last with Cece Monroe, um, it's the book, Her Shadow, His Secrets. I'd said, I think I'd put it in the notes that it was up for pre-order or like you could, it was coming soon, but she released it early. So it just in the event that you heard me talk about that, somebody had emailed and said, hey, just FYI, that book is already out. And she said, it is my favorite book. Um, mm -hmm. She said this year so far. She said, it's amazing. It was my first, the first book I read by her. And it's one of my favorites for the year so far. Damn. So Her Shadow, His Secrets by Cece Monroe. So there you go. Wanted to make sure and include that one in there. Um so I went last Saturday before last, so two weeks ago, I went and got my nose pierced again. Why so, again? What happened? Okay. So I got it done last September and it was the end of September and I had it and it just would not heal for whatever reason. Like it was just always like either bleeding or I would get like a bump on it or whatever. It was like, it just would not heal. And so I like, went to my doctor about it. I asked a couple of friends, you know, who had had nose piercings and, and the, the friends that I asked, even like some of our mutual friends I have when I like emailed her and I was like, Hey, by the way, what's up? And, um, she's like, yeah, that never happened to me. I don't know. <laughs> so like a lot of people were just like, you know, maybe it's just a bad piercing and you just need to take it out and let it heal up and then maybe try again. Yeah. So I did that. I took it out and, um, in May, and so I was just like, you know what? It, I'm just going to let it heal and I'm going to wait. It said, wait three months before you try it again. So I actually, my tattoo artist named Lindsay, who is amazing. She's in Charlotte. If you ever want to go see her, email me. I'm happy to share her info. I, she's like in the process right now on changing tattoo studios. But anyways, I, I love her. So she posted up, my tattoo artist posted that she has a friend that does just piercings. And she had a spot that came open on Saturday. She was like, somebody fell through. She's got a spot open if anybody wants it. And I was like, I'll take it. I was like, if my tattoo artist is recommending mm -hmm. somebody, I know they're going to be good. Yeah. So I go and it was 
the most wonderful experience. It was so nice. First of all, it was a woman, you know, so it was completely different experience than the last one I had, who was a dude. She was just really, really careful and like cautious and just gentle with me. And I just didn't expect that when I was going to get my nose pierced, but she was just always checking in with me and just being like, you feeling okay? You feeling comfortable? Does everything feel all right? And then she would just explain everything as she did it, like went really slow, you know, just, it was so calm and so wonderful. And it's been two weeks and I have had zero problems and I had problems right away from the last one. So, you know, I just want to say like the place that I went to before, it was a tattoo shop and it was someone that recommended it and was like, oh, I got my nose pierced there. You can go there. And I was like, okay, cool. And I just walked in and got it done. So, It's not that it wasn't like a reputable place to do it, but it was essentially a tattoo artist that knew how to pierce a nose and it wasn't a professional piercer. And that made all the difference because, you know, I told her, I said, well, the one that he put in my nose before, it looked like a corkscrew. And so that's how it was supposed to stay in. It's like a screw in or something. And she was like, yeah, she's, I'm surprised people are still doing those. It's still pretty brutal on how it pierced. I was like, that's what it felt like. Like it felt like somebody punched through my nose, like punched a hole in my nose. Like it was so painful and it hurt for weeks and then it just never healed. And she was like, yeah, that's really kind of an old school way to do it. You know, it's not really like, and I was like, okay. So that kind of made me like understand it. And she said, you know, could have been a combination of things of the metal that they used. They could have used like, you know, a, a, stainless steel or surgical steel instead of titanium because that's really the better one to use and you know was talking about this process and I was just like I felt so much more informed so I just wanted to share that experience because I thought you know I had never considered going to a professional piercer before I didn't even know that was a thing yeah but yeah she was incredibly awesome and it was so much better and i thought like uh, i would absolutely go back to her in a second so if you're right, in what else are we gonna pierce on you i don't know <laughs> i don't know but you know what was so crazy is that she sent me an email afterwards and it was like hey leo like thanks for coming in i'm gonna go ahead and list everything below this is where i send all my clients after they get something pierced she was like just look for the section that says nose and face and just use what's applicable and i was like, okay I go down through and it lists all of the body parts, like what you do with piercings. And I'm like, all right, let's go to the nips. What is this about? And so she has like nipple piercings on there and she has like how to care for them. Like you literally have to put like those breast like pads, you know, like mm-hmm. when you're breastfeeding, you have to put those pads on for like six months. Six months? Yes. She said it can take up to six months to heal nipple piercings. Weird. I was like, Fuck. Does, was there a cock on there? Yes. Hold on. I, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I can't remember. It was just talking about like how to clean it and stuff. Oh, and it was like, okay, you can't have unprotected sex for this many like days afterwards. And it's like on your nipples and stuff. It said zero body fluids on your nipples. <laughs> and I was like, I know what that means. <laughs> you know, my husband had his nipples pierced. Did he? I think I knew that. Like was that was- up until recently. Well, yeah, until well, until he had his knee surgery. Because so what happened is he wanted to take them out, and he could only okay. get one out. But when he went in for surgery, they were like, "You can't have anything on you." He's like, yeah. "I can't get this out." Yeah. So they, like, surgically, the nurse tried to get it out. They couldn't get it out, but they were like, "We're gonna get it out when we go in to do your knee surgery," and they took it out for him. How did they take it out? 
I don't know. I'm guessing they just wanted him to be more out when they started. Oh, to like, like started messing with it. Yeah. Okay. Like really yeah. yanking on Cause they did yeah. try to yank on it. Yeah. Like he was awake in the mm-hmm. bed before they went back and they're like, all yeah. right, let's, we'll get it out when we get back there. Yeah. Oh my God. I think I remember him having one done. Yeah. Like that's his, the one okay. that was stuck. Cause he tried to take, he took one out and he tried to take the, he wanted them both out and it was like yeah. stuck. Mm-hmm. until he had that surgery and they just removed it before he went in or when he went in. Yeah. We know what's funny is like the lady that did my piercing, her name's Jen. And she was like, you know, when you're young, like your body just is fine with you going to any sort of like dirty jewelry store at the beach and getting your ears and stuff done. She was like, you know, your body's fine. She was like, you know, some people as they get older, they develop more allergies and you're going to have to go to like a serious professional. And I was like, yeah, that's probably why nothing, no other piercing I've ever had has bothered me. All of mine bothered me. Yeah. I remember like you got your ears pierced and I remember you trying to wear like regular earrings and you're like, no, my body just rejected it. I have, I've had my ears pierced three times. One time with you was the last time. And that was the time I was like, after like six or seven months, Yeah, I was like, okay, this just isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. My body does not like a rod, but I wonder if there's something in us. Cause my mom Mm -hmm. had a plate in her, um, a metal plate in her ankle and they had to go back in and take it out. Really? Like her body was just rejecting it? Yeah. It was like like a blood type or something. I don't know. That's wild. So what your husband about his nipple piercing, did he ever talk about like, was it painful? Like, what did he have to do? Mm-mm, he didn't say it was painful, but he has a very high tolerance for pain. Yeah. Like I seen him burn his hand uh-huh. and like, it'll start to blister. And he's like, I'd be like on the floor. I'm like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just have a really low tolerance. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but yeah. Uh, but I was reading about like the genital piercings and stuff. And I've always been so curious about that, but I just like, it's not that I wouldn't do it. It would be the aftercare. That oh, you mean, me. oh no, he got his nipples pierced on like a drunken couch oh, at the stop. same time. He got a tattoo. Oh, yeah. God. So at like 17. Shut up. That's insane. It's insane to think about nowadays. Insane. No, there's no way. <laughs> But like, I can't imagine like, you know, if you got your genitals pierced or something, it would, it would be the afterwards that would bother me the most. Like having to, like, how do you sit or pee or like clean it? And like, I feel like it would be so sensitive. I'm just too old for that now. (laughs) Right. I'm too old for that. No, no, my old lady business doesn't need a a ring on it, a diamond (laughs) down there. Oh. I think I was watching Real Housewives of Dubai and she said that she had her clip pierced and she had like some fancy diamond on it. And like one of the girls was like, you have a such and such. I don't even know what kind of diamond this is. That's Shut how out of the world I am. Diamond and she's like, clip. what other kind of diamond would I have down there? She's like, but nobody sees it. She's like, it's going to be the best. <laughs> I can't understand. It's your vagina. <laughs> I guess so. If you're going to put one on there, I guess let it be pretty. But whew, I cannot imagine what that would feel like. No, thanks. Yeah. But um, no, like I just, oh, there's no way. Like thinking through that, there's no way. I don't, I don't. I see mine is the aftercare because needles don't bother yeah, me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At all. I mean, I've done the armpit Botox and they've mm-hmm. had to put like, 30 needles on each armpit. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know, something about needles, they just do not phase me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it would bother me or not. I it's think it would be after, like the after. Yeah, that's what would bother me. The after thing that would bother yeah. me is messing with that piece of metal and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And just having that between my legs all the time and like irritate that. No. But you know, that's what she was saying about the thing that she put in my nose. She said, now, um, a lot of people who go through MRIs, like you have to take out all of your metal and stuff. She was like, this particular type of titanium you don't have to and she's and if your doctor's concerned about it tell them they can call me and i can read off the number on the titanium and it will be the titanium that can pass that test and i was like okay she said because the person i get my stuff from is the same person that distributes to hospitals and i was like good to know okay so that is a thing too just in case that you want to get yours pierced again that is a thing so either way all right let's talk about natalie we have got the second installment of yes daddy um that we're going to play for you in just one second um i just wanted to remind you to grab daddy's good girl while it's free this week before that's over um in the giveaway make sure you enter when that it's a signed paperback bundle in the first three stories in her stonebridge daddy series and also a swag pack that goes with it i saw some stickers in it too i think one of the pictures she sent looked really cute the bundle includes Daddy's Filthy Obsession, Daddy's Good Girl, and Daddy's Breeder. And if I you guys see these covers, you're just going to want them all. Yeah, I know. I saw it and I was like, and I am in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to disappear into my Kindle as soon as we're finished recording. <laughs> all right. So let's send them to the second installment. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side. Chapter 2. Jude. So, I heard you snagged the big job in Stonebridge that everyone put bids in for. How did you do it? The man chuckled as he made himself comfortable next to me. I hated it. I hated attending these stupid and long, drawn-out business dinners. I ignored his small talk as I finished my drink. He had a little twinkle in his eye, a flicker of light, hoping that I would entertain his annoyance with meaningless industry banter. I relayed a side smile and set a $50 bill on the bar before swiveling my stool around and getting up. The man's eyes followed me, and then his brow rose. Unbeknownst to me, there was a five-foot-seven wave of red-hot trouble coming my way, and I didn't see it until she was standing in front of me. Jude! My ex-wife's words trailed off, and I scratched my brow. That's my name. Do me a favor and don't wear it out. I brushed past the woman and headed toward the double French glass doors. The sound of her heels tied on my tail as she sauntered after me was nauseating, along with the smell of her perfume. Hate was a strong word, and I didn't use it lightly, but if anyone was treading close to that four-letter word, it was the woman currently breathing down my neck. You really are insufferable. She flipped her blonde locks over her shoulder and gulped the rest of her martini. I let out a breath and punched the code into my phone. Well, I guess that's what happens to people who've been dragged through a pile of shit. I looked her up and down, ensuring my features showed zero emotion, and then pressed the call button. Anything else, I said, as I lifted the phone to my ear. She rolled her eyes and took a step back. Have a good night and see you in court. My car pulled up and I raised a hand to prevent my driver from getting out. Sliding into the back, 
I rested my head against the headrest and loosed the top button of my dress shirt. Taking a glance at my watch, it was a little past 9 p.m., and the ride back to Stonebridge would take about two hours. Enough time for me to let my mind wander and forget about the shit show that was my life. I trailed a thumb across my bottom lip and stared into the darkness. I was Jude Warner, one of the leading and most recognizable names in commercial construction to the outside world. Everyone envied me, while others wished they were me. I had it all. Yet I had nothing. Long hours, an empty house, and women with dollar signs in their eyes followed me like a plague. My phone vibrated, taking me out of my dreary haze. One look at the name and I declined it. I haven't talked to my brother in over six years, and I didn't plan on starting now. The car slowed as it exited the highway, and the hotel's lights appeared around the corner. I had the privilege of traveling worldwide, yet a few days ago was the first time I heard of this town. Once my driver pulled into the hotel circle, I climbed out of the car and wished him a good night. Stonebridge wasn't my home, but it would be for the next month or so as I oversaw a new construction project. The bustling atmosphere of a five-star hotel was better than the silence that now occupied the halls in my home. I walked through the lobby with heavy limbs and warm blood and slammed my fist into the golden elevator button. The elevator doors peeled back in one swift motion, and I walked the short distance to my suite. I needed two things. Another stiff drink and a release. Obviously, one was easier to come by than the other. Relationships and women in general were the last thing on my mind, and I made sure to keep it that way. I experienced a broken heart once and had no intentions of repeating the process. Business and money were the only two things worth holding my attention long term. A leather recliner overlooking the hotel garden called my name, and I melted into it. My phone chimed again, and I removed it from my pocket and flung it toward the couch. Then my laptop dinged, and I swear if I didn't need it, I would have tossed it over the balcony. I flipped it open and pressed on the email notification. To my surprise, it wasn't work-related, but the proof that I needed to jerk my cock off sooner than later. Escorts weren't my thing, and the last one that I hired tried to blackmail me. If it weren't for my assistant, the whole thing would have blown up in my face, potentially ruining my name and reputation. But I needed something to feel, even if it was platonic. I clicked on the email and then the link. Pastel colors of pink and purple spread across my screen as a sea of women baited me with peekaboo snippets of their pussies, enticing me to enter their room. I let the roller deck of women with spread legs rotate one after the other, and regret spiraled through me. Then I saw her. I pressed the pause button to avoid losing her and took in her luscious curves. Something was so innocent about watching a girl, a young girl, without her knowing. I took a mental note of her username, birthday girl 3456, and I was damn glad I did, because the Rolodex started again, and then she was gone. Chapter 3 Pearl 
An hour had passed, and I went from being completely broke to making $200 in the span of 15 minutes as I sat in the middle of Briona's room topless, with half of my face cut off, staring into a camera. I liked it, even if I wasn't supposed to. When the cam room emptied out, I didn't want to log off, but Briona said I couldn't spend all night sitting in the middle of her room topless because she had other things planned for the night. I made up an excuse not to spend the night and head home, but Brianna caught me in my lie. The fact that she knew I needed money softened the blow as I tried to wiggle my way out of her all-night shenanigans. I honestly believed she was more pleased that I wanted to tap into my sexuality so she would no longer be the black sheep among the three of us. She wrote down her login details as Amber watched with an open mouth. Her hand scribbled across the pink paper and with her lips pulled into a cunning grin, she handed it to me. She reminded me that this was my lucky night, because the pay period ended tomorrow, and payments would be sent out a few days later. Maybe she was right. Maybe this summer won't be a complete bust. I backtracked and froze before heading out the door, thinking about what my dad would think if he found out. I wasn't worried about him catching me on cam, because he never came home at a reasonable hour. And even if we were under the same roof at the same time, he was usually sleeping due to exhaustion and stress. Still, how was I going to explain the money? The sudden ability to afford things I couldn't a few weeks ago. Once home, I rushed to my bedroom and powered on my laptop. Briona gave me the okay to change her username just for tonight, and we chose Birthday Girl 3456 because, technically... It was still my birthday for the next hour. I never thought about buying sexier lingerie until I scanned the contents of my dresser drawer minutes before going online. For a moment, I thought about texting Briona to ask if I could borrow a few pieces, but I was short on time. I only had an hour or two to make some money before going to bed. I needed to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for my summer job interview tomorrow. I bit the inside of my cheek and pulled a white dotted tank top and some purple panties with a bow on the front from the drawer. My nerves got the best of me as I typed in Briona's credentials. Everything that could possibly go wrong made its way to the front of my brain, making my hands shake as I pressed on the keys. I inhaled and pressed the login button, ignoring the millions of pop-up banners that spammed me within seconds of logging on, and searched for the button I was looking for. Start room. I counted down the minutes, and my nerves started to get the best of me as five minutes turned into ten, and then turned into twenty. Torn between shutting the computer down and waiting it out, I grabbed my mosaic coloring book from my bedside table and got comfortable. Maybe if I stopped looking at the clock and focused on something else, I wouldn't feel like such a loser. Halfway into a complex drawing, my laptop chimed, and I tossed my coloring book to the side. Confusion set in as I looked at my cam room. It still had zero patrons, but the chiming continued. I grabbed my phone, my fingers rushing to text Briona when my eyes caught the pop-up in the right-hand corner. Private chat request. Oh. I hovered the mouse over the blinking notification and clicked it. The sepia-colored eyes staring at me through the screen clotted the air in my lungs. Briona never mentioned a private chat option, 
but I didn't have time to call and ask her about it. I fixed the camera, ensuring it caught the most important parts, my boobs and panties, then shoved my coloring markers to the floor. Hello? A wave of silence passed, elevating the whirlwind of nerves taking over my body. The screen went into a cloud of darkness, snatching away his intoxicating gaze. And then he reappeared. Hey there, birthday girl. Honey, that was the only way to describe the flow of his words. He sat in a large leather chair with the top of his dress shirt undone and a glass on his knee. I placed my hands in my lap, removed them, and did it again. How are you? I said, like a blubbering idiot. Are you all alone in your room, birthday girl? His eyes pinned me down like a heavy rock, unyielding, carnal, and possessive. The thermometer on the wall near my bed read 70 degrees, but the air surrounding me said otherwise. Rings of heat shot through my veins, setting me on fire. A feeling I've never felt before. I leaned back into my headboard and let my feet slide on either side of the computer, forcing my legs open just a bit. Yes, I'm alone. He repeated my words, and the hungriest-sounding growl dripped off his lips. My pulse went jagged as it seeped through one ear and out the other, and I knew right then and there that he wouldn't let me go until I satisfied his every craving. A beat of silence passed as he looked me over. Mm, what's your name? I stuttered and automatically felt like a fool for even asking. His username was Construction Guy 4478, which gave me no indication of what his name might have been, but a small part of me was dying to know. I can't tell you my name, but if you're looking to call me something, just call me Daddy, Birthday Girl he said as he brought the glass to his lips. Daddy. Oh, okay, D daddy Once the words left my mouth, I brought my fingers to my lips as I dissected the emotions running through my brain. It was weird, calling a strange man who looked like some kind of mythical god, daddy. But at the same time, I didn't hate it, and a small part of me liked it. A lot. Say it again. My mouth fell open. What? He let my question hang in the balance for a few seconds as he stroked a thumb over his kissable bottom lip. Say it again. Let me hear it. The rivulets of butterflies turned my stomach upside down, and a wave of shyness washed over me out of nowhere. Daddy. A ghost of a smile danced across his face. Fuck, that's what I like to hear. Are you going to be a good girl for daddy? I nodded without even realizing what I was doing. My body was no longer my own at this point. Electricity rushed through my veins, with the biggest surge landing right between my legs. I didn't need to have a broad spectrum of sexuality to know that the chocolate-eyed man with a deep voice turned me on in more ways than I could count. Good, because we're going to play a game. 
He set his drink back down and rolled the sleeves of his steel-gray dress shirt up his forearm, exposing the highway of veins underneath his toasted skin. What type of game? My words came out full speed and louder than I expected. I brought my hands to my lips, a sad attempt at curbing my embarrassment. He let another sinister grin tug at his lips and rested a knuckle under his chin. Daddy says. His tongue jutted out, grazing his bottom lip, and he raised a brow. But you have to close your eyes while we play. Does birthday girl want to play with me? I nodded again as I fidgeted with the soft fabric of my comforter. His eyes burned with lust, and I swear I thought he would jump through the screen and devour me. Good. Now close your eyes for daddy. I shut them, but then opened them in a slight panic. He froze his movements, and I glanced at the corner of the screen, noting the lack of coins in my piggy bank. I racked my brain for a second, struggling to figure out how to ask for money without ruining the mood. Birthday girl. His words were dipped in poison, a lustful poison that oozed out of the computer speakers. Uh, um, my piggy bank is a little empty, so I think... Do you trust me? He interjected, cutting me off mid-sentence. His question caught me off guard. Did I trust him? I didn't even know him, but I couldn't deny the fact that I kind of did. So far, he was the opposite of everything Briona had told me about the type of guys who used these sites. He wasn't creepy. He didn't look like a sewer ogre. And he had a smile that would bring me to my knees if I wasn't already sitting down. I guess. Good. Because Daddy will reward you if you're a good girl tonight. Now do what Daddy says. Close your eyes and spread those fucking legs for me. At his command, my body came to attention, and I inhaled before closing my eyes. Nervous was an understatement. My emotions were torn between every what-if and unbridled excitement. I focused on the sounds coming from the speakers. The rasp of his zipper made my breath hitch, and a low, syrupy chuckle oozed from his lips. Daddy says take off your top. I hesitated for a moment, then crossed my arms over my belly and pulled it over my head. The cool air from the vents pebbled my nipples, leaving behind a slight sting. The buckle on his belt clanged as he moved, and a low moan vibrated off his chest. Daddy says stick out your tongue. Um, no um. Do what daddy says. Stick out your tongue. I swallowed and slid my tongue between my lips. More, he demanded. I did as told and stretched it all the way out. It didn't take long before a wave of saliva rushed to the edge, taunting me before it dripped off the tip. It started slow, with a drip every so often. But as the seconds passed, it turned into a steady stream, landing right in the middle of my belly, before sliding down to my panties. Fuck. I wish you could see yourself right now, birthday girl. Now, 
Daddy says play with your nipples. I ran soft circles around them, alternating between light pinches and tugs. The sensation electrified me, even more so knowing that this mystery man had his eyes glued to the screen. Mm. Good girl. Daddy says stick your tongue back in your mouth and raise your chin to the ceiling. Again, I did as instructed and raised my chin to the ceiling while keeping my hands on my nipples. His breathing increased, evident by the long inhale and exhales coming from the speakers. Are you going to make Daddy come tonight? I nodded, but my response was met with a disapproving tick-tick. Use your words, princess. Are you going to help Daddy blow his load tonight? Uh, yes, Daddy. The emerging arousal of touching myself while listening to his velvety voice made me trip over my words, and those slight tingles between my legs started to turn into full-on throbs. That's my girl. Daddy says, use both hands and spread your panties to the side. I reached down, eyes still closed with ecstasy on the horizon, and exposed myself to him. Fuck. Daddy says, touch yourself. He approved my movements with another audible growl, and this time he didn't hold back on his stroking. He stroked fast and hard, with his hand going from base to tip and back again, as his low moans cloaked the air. I didn't need to see him to know he was on the verge. The strain in his words as he said my username aloud let me know. Everything about this was so freeing, and I wholeheartedly took advantage of the opportunity. We were just two people giving in to our most primal desires. And although I wished upon the stars for my first few sexual experiences to be with the guy I had a crush on since ninth grade, all of those hopes and dreams dissolved into the air. The moment this stranger made me call him Daddy. Do you want to come with Daddy, birthday girl? I bit my bottom lip and slowly let it release. Yes, Danny. Daddy says, count down from five. Now. My fingers went into overdrive, and I circled my now-sensitive nub rapidly until that familiar sensation crept up my spine. I remembered when it first happened, the first time my stomach dropped like I was on a roller coaster, and I wanted it never to end. I let a small whimper drip off my lips and counted. Five, four, three, two, one. The room went silent for several seconds. Then his voice bellowed a loud, long, drawn-out moan as he finished himself. His carnal song aided in my release as well. And once I came down... I wanted nothing more than to desperately open my eyes to see the man who had just taken me on this wild ride. The computer beeped, and my eyes shot open. The only thing staring me in the face was a blank screen with the runtime of our video call. I grabbed my tank and pulled it over my head before running the mouse over the piggy bank in the corner, and my heart dropped in my stomach. But not from sadness. 
I had no idea what the coins equated to in dollars, but the sheer amount he left me was enough to know it wasn't jump change. The computer dinged again, and the message icon lit up. Birthday girl, you made daddy's night 100% better. Maybe we'll meet again one day. But until then, sweet dreams. Daddy. This is Ben, Yes Daddy. Written by Natalie Knight. Read by Joshua McRae. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Natalie, for Yes Daddy for sending it to us and letting us put it into audio for you. This has just been an absolute treat this week. I have loved discovering your books and I can't wait to read more. This is awesome. Um, make sure you tune in with us next week. Like Mel mentioned on Tuesday's episode, we've got Myra Statham and the book she's brought us is called Hard Part. Yes, and I read her, the series is actually called Obsessed Alphas, and you can get stalked by the quarterback, which I really enjoyed. And when this is airing, Stalked by the Tight End will be out as well. So you can get both of those. I'm still waiting for Stalked by the Tight End. <laughs> I love it. I love that. That's so fun. And in the meantime, oh, when does this air? We have a couple of books that are coming this month too. Yes. So make sure you check them out. There are superhero and villain books. Yes. So those should be out at some point this month. So make sure you check those I'm out. I'm hoping to have, I'm just, I got the edits back today, the final ones. I'm just mm -hmm. waiting for the cover. So I'm going to put, go ahead and put the link in the show notes for our website. Okay, good. It's yeah. going to be called Saved by the Superhero. Mm, love it. So good. Okay. So all those links in the show notes, tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make sure you're a bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye guys. Bye. Read me romance, read 